our reading today comes from Joshua 1, 1 through 9. I know a lot of you like to have uh, Bibles out or like to take notes in your Bible or just write things down. Um, my daughter keeps notes on things. She's a, and I look at her notes. They're, they're just really beautiful. I'm not that person. But if you are that person and you want to show me your notes sometimes, I, would, I, would, I think that would be really cool to see what you actually wrote down. I'd, just saying. Anybody that kind of person write things down all the time? Yeah, me either. Okay. All right, Joshua 1, 1 through 9. This is entitled, God Commissions Joshua. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, into the land that I am giving to them, to the people of Israel, every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you, just as I promised to Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites to the great sea towards the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have a good conscience, good success. I have, not, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened, and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So being strong and courageous, right? I even have a ring. Oh, this ring right here. It says, be strong and courageous. So this verse is literally with me all the time. So I thought, I better talk about a time I was super courageous in my life. You ready for this? All right. It's about, I don't know, 12 years ago, and we're taking our first epic RV trip out west. And we're at Yellowstone. And, you know, I'm out getting ready to grill, and this park ranger comes by and says, hey, get that grill away as quick as you can, uh, because there's grizzlies in the area, and if they smell that, they're going to come visit you. I'm like, okay, dude, I haven't even started yet, but I'm like, I got to at least cook. And I swear, every two minutes, the guy's coming by saying, hey, get that grill. I'm like, I can't stick it in my RV to, like, burn it down. I'm like, just calm down. And the kids are out there, and they're all playing, and they're kind of like, oh, there's grizzlies around, and, you know, they're getting a little anxious about it. No big deal. Uh, so it ha get it done, put it away, and we were really big into uh, Little House on the Prairie back then, and we actually visited Desmet, South Dakota, so we're watching Little House on the Prairie in the RV, you know, just a nice family time, and then all of a sudden, the hose burst outside. There's some pretty high pressure up there, and I had a, this is a junky old RV with, I used all the stuff that was still junky from it, the hose just burst, and it's spraying everywhere. So I got, you know, I got to go up there and take care of it, and the kids are like, Dad... 
there's, there's grizzlies out there. I'm like, I'm sure they're not. I'm like, no, you, you shouldn't go out there. I'm like, I'm sure they're not. It's not, it's not waiting out there to eat me. But I swear, looking back at my family, they thought, this is the last time we're ever going to see this guy. This is it. He's done. And I'm like, they were freaking me out. I'm like, okay. And I do remember my, I, my sons have said this in the past. This is one of those times like, I don't really want to be a dad when it comes to things like this. <laughs> you got to go outside. So I go out there and I think, you know, shut it off, fix the hose and come back. And I survived, you know. But that's what courage is supposed to be. Now, did that take much courage? Well, in my family's eyes, it took a tremendous amount of courage. And it may be a little bit because courage is the choice and willingness to confront agony, pain, danger, uncertainty, or intimidation. So I hit a few in that category, right? And we've all had to be courageous in our lives. And here's another story of one of God's people having to be courageous. God's commanding Joshua, you need to be strong, you need to be courageous. And he comes in a long line of God's people that need to be courageous, like, well, he talks about Moses, like Moses didn't want to go right, to get his people. Uh, he had to be, you know, Abram had to be, uh, you know, he had to be courageous. Next week, we're talking about another biblical figure that was spoken to directly by God. That's Gideon, who was the lowest of the low. He was commanded to do something and didn't want to do it, and he had to be courageous. And then we even have the apostles, the way they were persecuted to share, by sharing the gospel. It took courage to know you were willingly going to put your life at risk to do this. Paul got beaten a lot of times. These guys had to be super courageous. And we, even today, need to be reminded that we need to be courageous. Now, God is clear. He says, be strong and courageous and, and don't be afraid. So let's start with the, the negative command. Don't be afraid. Like I said in Confession Absolution, I said, now if I said, hey, don't be afraid, don't be afraid, don't be afraid, don't be afraid, you will be afraid. <laughs> it's like, it's just, it's just the way it's going to be. That's why usually a negative command gets paired with a positive command, to be strong and courageous. I don't know how many of you have had experiences where you've had to, like we were saying, resist temptation, or you've got a bad habit, or you know you shouldn't do something, telling yourself to not do it isn't very effective. What you also need to do is backfill it with a truth. Now for me, and I've been very open and honest with many of you, some of my addictive tendencies that I've had to overcome in my life, just telling myself not to do them didn't work. I need to first call out the lie, the thing I'm not supposed to do. Don't do that. But then you have to backfill it with a positive thing, a promise of God. I mean, like, God promises that whenever we are tempted, we will never be tempted over what we can bear, but he will always give us a way of escape. And the way of escape is through God and his word. That is the powerful thing that you backfill and that is the courage we receive, this good courage that we get from God and his promises. And Joshua is no different here. 
It says, only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to all the law of Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate it on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to what is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. So what is the promise here? For Joshua to be successful, they are supposed to meditate on the word. Do what God says. And you will find great success. Now, what is the command or the, the fulfillment of the promise? Is the Abrahamic co- uh, covenant. The Abrahamic covenant was he's going to give them a land. That's what they're doing. They're crossing the Jordan to take the promised land. They're going to have numerous descendants. In fact, we would be included among that. We are descendants of the promise of Abraham. We're part of God's people. Blessings for him and his descendants. I don't know about you, but I feel very blessed right now, especially when I'm in church, because I just received the very body and blood of Christ. That's a, that's a wonderful blessing. And that, we would, that uh, there'd be a blessing to all nations. And this is what the church says. It's spread throughout the world, and it continues to be this. And this promise is continuing to be fulfilled in and through you and me. So they're supposed to stay in the word. And I, uh, has anybody heard of Kreitzman's popular commentary? Maybe somebody that went to a Lutheran school back in the day. Kreitzman's, it's a, it's a free commentary online. If you just Google it, Kreitzman, it starts with a K, that'll help you. Kreitzman, popular commentary, it's meant for, you know, everybody. You don't need to have, you don't need to grow Greek or have seminary training. It's a great commentary. And the quote, I just love the quote he had written after this chunk of scripture. It says, we Christians have a similar promise of victory over all our enemies and the eventual enjoyment of the heavenly happiness. But we also have the command of God to read, study, and hear the word of God to arrange our whole life in according with its purposes, then we also shall have success in the things that we undertake under the guidance of God. We will have success in the things that we are guided by God. So what is God guiding you to do right now? (laughs) The things of God, what does that mean? Is it a relationship that's broken that you need to offer forgiveness for or sin that you need to confess to someone? Is it, is it something like your literal neighbor that you don't like very much that needs a little repair? Maybe it's your kids, your marriage, coworker, your boss. Maybe it's someone here at Living Faith Maybe God is calling you into doing something. It is so cool to see the people around. You know, we had Rally Sunday last Sunday. We talked about our ministries and kind of highlighted how many things are going on here and all the people that are working hard to do this. And just this week, I get, in the last two weeks, I've been praying for things like, hey, we need somebody to do this, and it'd be great if somebody would step up and do that. And lo and behold, there it is. It happened. Those are things of God. You all are answering the call. And what's another thing is, do you ever notice 
when Luke had uh, those kids up here, there, there's a few kids in this church, and they also have parents that, you know, come along with them. The next generation of this church is stepping up, and it's so fun to, you know, as an older person, am I older? Yeah, I'm, I'm getting, whatever, hair's falling out, yes, I'm older, to see the next generation stepping up and taking ownership and knowing that the faith is going to go another generation and another generation and another generation. Those are things of God. These are eternal things. Now, a lot of times people will say, I want to find good success in fill in the blank. Why isn't God blessing this thing I want? It's a wrong question. <laughs> it's a wrong question. He promises success in the things of God, and the things of God are not temporal. I mean, they're good. He takes care of us. We want things, we want to be healthy and and be able to do things and provide and all those things. Those are wonderful blessings from God, but we're talking about things that are eternal. We're talking about things that will always persist, even into the resurrection. That is the church. That is you and me. We have success in this because God is the one doing it. Uh, remember a few weeks ago, Luke had a sermon. He said, uh, we're invited to participate in the righteousness. Remember that part? Or was that anyone listening? I don't know. Um, participate in the, we are invited to participate in the righteousness of God. And we just prayed it in the Lord's Prayer. We said, thy will be done, right? God's will will be done. With or without us, it's going to get done. The question is, will it be done in and among us? That is our prayer, that we would be able to participate in this kingdom work with God as his people. Now, that's what's funny is like, well, we really need somebody to do this, this, and this. God's will is going to get done. <laughs> Relax. The question is, do you want to participate this being a Christian thing is not a spectator sport. Get on the field. Play. That's the invitation. Do you just want to watch, or do you want to be part of it? Everybody's like, I just want to watch. I understand that. It's uh, easier. Um, it doesn't take much courage. But what's the command here? The command is to be strong and courageous. It takes courage to step up and do things. It takes courage to sacrifice. It takes courage to forgive. It takes courage to admit when you're wrong. It takes courage to do the things of God, and they're tough because the, the world, your flesh, and the evil one are battling hard against that. So I just said it's really easy, but it's actually <laughs> really hard to do God's will because it's God doing it in and through you. You don't get credit. God is working in and through you. It's beautiful to see. It's fun to be a part of. And this congregation steps up. They're participating. Strong. They're showing courage. They're doing the things of God. And it's, it's fun. It's fun to be part of it. There's one individual in this church that I've got to observe firsthand, have a lot of courage. He's not here, so this makes it helpful. <laughs> uh, Rich Till. Now, I haven't had to go through cancer treatments, and I don't want to, and I know many of you have, and we just had another diagnosis, right? Um, to willingly go through that thing 
takes courage. It's going to hurt. It's going to be painful. You don't know what's going to happen. Willingly doing that takes courage. And Rich is a very courageous man. And why is he a courageous man? Because he is a man of faith. Um, if you've been around Rich, he's one of our elders. If you've been around Rich very much, uh, you know he is very courageous in proclaiming the name of Jesus. <laughs> and when he's in the hospital, it's turned to 11 for that guy because everybody that comes to that room is going to hear the name of Jesus. And he is going to pray with them. He's going to talk to them about this wonderful gift that he has, and he looks horrible. <laughs> he's going through chemo, but he's still proclaiming the graces of God that he has received. And he is totally okay with whatever God's will is. That takes courage. So what did he say to Joshua? What is he saying to you and me? Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And in verse 6, he even says, I will be with you. I will not forsake you. God is with you. That is why you can be courageous. That is why you can face cancer. That is why you can face uncertainties. That's why you can face whatever God's calling. God is with you. He lives inside of you. You just took his very body and blood into you. You are part of his body. You are called the body of believers. God is with you. God is not going to forsake you. You know why? Because he forsake his son instead. We deserve to be forsaken. We deserve to be punished. We, deserved, we don't deserve any of these things, but God says, no, I'm gonna, I am a God of justice, and I'm a God of mercy, and I'm going to do both things at the same time. I'm going to justly punish sin. Not on you and me, but on Jesus. He punishes his one own sin. He forsakes him, and he cries out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? God is not going to forsake you. He forsake his son for you. You have nothing to fear. <laughs> fear comes from being afraid of being punished. And you will never be punished for your sins. Isn't that great? Christ took the punishment on the cross once and for all. And this is where the perfect intersection of justice and mercy intercede. He shows mercy to all of us because he does that thing that we could not do to be that once for all sacrifice. And then he says, it is finished. He rises on Easter morning and he has promised to be with us till the end of the age. He's coming back again, but he's here right now. He lives in you, you know that Abrahamic promise of a land? You know, where to, you know where God resides now, right? In his people. This is a new territory. In fact, his territory is everywhere. You could even call this place right here an outpost of the kingdom. And wherever you go, God is with you. This is the promise that 
that Joshua had, I'm going to be with you. That's what Jesus said, I'm going to be with you. He is with you, so you don't need to be afraid. You can be courageous, courageous in the things of God. God is with you. Now, um, okay, did that make, did, my courageous story about, you know, confronting grizzlies in the Yellowstone, or not so much, it's mostly a broken hose. Okay, that, maybe that wasn't so courageous, but there's many things that I can think about right now uh, that just, they just scare me to death. There's certain people that I've been praying for for years and years and years, and I'm afraid to talk to them about Jesus. Not, now, Rich wouldn't, <laughs> but I'm afraid. What am I afraid of? I'm afraid of rejection. I'm afraid of uh, not pleasing someone. I'm afraid of hurting my, whatever it is. I can think of a million reasons to be afraid, but God's saying, no, 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 don't be afraid. Be strong. Be courageous. Be courageous in the things of God. Love. Share the gospel. Pray for people. Love. Forgive. Don't be afraid. Do it. The whole series this year is what he said. God spoke directly to Joshua. He spoke directly to his predecessor, Moses. He speaks directly to you and to me through his word. And I tell you again, he is with you. He will never forsake you. He loves you. So be strong and courageous. Amen? Will you stand and pray with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you for your spirit that abides in us, that reminds us of your promises, especially the promise that you are with us. Heavenly Father, embolden us to do your things. Give us the courage to do the things you're calling us to do. And Heavenly Father, it is such a blessing to be part of a body of believers that listens to your word and strives to align themselves to your will and way. So, Heavenly Father, this church year, this new church year, help us to do that, to listen what you say, to call out the lies and replace them with the truth and abide in your good gospel message. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Receive the benediction. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give to you his peace. Have a wonderful week.